In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise. We have come to worship you. We ask you to send your Holy Spirit to continuously convert our hearts. Help us to be conformed and transformed by your Holy Spirit to order our lives more inclined, more in line with your will. Amen. There's a Chaldean pro-life group called Min Sharetha. They're, one of the, they're under the umbrella of Right to Life of Michigan, uh, the pro-life kind of group, organization, Catholic, mostly Catholic, here in Michigan to fight for, for the pro-life movement against abortion. So I'm not sure the reasoning or the rationale behind choosing the phrase Min Sharetha, but I was praying with it. Min Sharetha means in the beginning, right? from the beginning, from the beginning. So as the church, we stand by the life teachings that life begins at conception, must be protected at conception to natural death. So they say in the beginning, this whole kind of phrase of in the beginning, we get to protect life from the beginning. So when John, the gospel today, uses the same phrase, in the beginning, it very much, for those who read scripture, right, those who know the scriptures, it should draw us immediately to the first words of all the scripture from Genesis. It says, in the beginning. In the beginning. Always goes back to the creation of humanity, the creation of the world. And draw, John is drawing us into that phrase. John is drawing us into the, into the early scriptures of Genesis. In the beginning, there was a formless mass and there was a darkness that God chooses to create the world. So what does God do? God takes the formless mass of the earth and he starts to form it. Takes disorder and orders it. Then we have the sea creatures, then we have the crawling creatures, then we have humanity and man was made and then woman. The whole creation story which we should all know from our youth and from our lives. There's also darkness. And part of the creation... In the beginning, part of the creation of the world is that he took the darkness and he brought light into darkness to dispel the darkness. We still have darkness in the evening and whatnot, but we need to dispel the darkness by the light of God. And God is the creator of the world. So what John is trying to get at is that the creator of all the universe, the orderer of the entire world, the dispeller of darkness, God the Word, the Word of God, the mind of God, the thoughts of God, the logos of God, the mind of God, became man in Jesus Christ. Really getting at, really hitting hard the incarnation of God, really hitting hard the divinity of Jesus. And then as we continue on through the season of Epiphany, every Sunday kind of has a different manifestation of who Jesus is. Here we have, Jesus God, He's clearly God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we pray in our creed, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, consubstantial. Consubstantial with the Father. Saying what? That him and the Father are one. A very, important, a very important word for us. That the creator of all the universe became man. Even in Isaiah, God speaking through the prophet Isaiah, he says, I made the earth and created man upon it. It was my hands that stretched out the heavens and I commanded all their hosts. Really getting at it. God created the world. And this God who has created the world is incarnate. So these two ideas I want to pray about and talk about today. That God ordered the chaos and he brought light into darkness. Think about that. Think about how chaotic so many things in our lives can be. There's so much chaos even in our own, our own hearts. For example, I've been preaching the past few weeks and I'm going to continue it today about this whole um, program called Exodus 90. Who remembers me talking about it? Any takers? All right. We're going to talk about it again. Exodus 90 is this really great program that I'm going to start tomorrow. 
And there's like 30 men who are starting with me, and it's incredible. So 90-day program, starting tomorrow, so that it will end on the resurrection, the Feast of the Resurrection. 90 days of what? Adding prayer, adding exercise, right, to our lives, adding sleep to our lives to help us to reorder our lives, and then get ridding, getting rid of certain things. Getting rid of or stopping or fasting from screens, social media, sugar and sweets and pop, warm showers, no warm showers for 90 days, no alcohol, no shopping, not all these things. It's really, really important. What's been interesting to me as I'm talking about this with people is how disordered, it's very evident how disordered the world is. You ask somebody, say, hey, we're doing Exodus 90, you want to do it with us? They're like, 90 days without sugar, I would die. I bet you, if I, had, if I was a betting man, you wouldn't, okay? 90 days without video games? I can't do that, okay? Let's talk about video games and there, there's, there's uselessness in our lives. That's how I rest, Father. I come home, I pour a peck, and I sit, and I have a drink, and I relax. Okay? What if you had, like, a cup of tea and read a book instead? I can't. Social media is my life. I have to shop. That's where I, I, I just addicted. I just can't. I can't do it. I, ha- I can't take a warm shower. Father, that is, like, where I really... Like, just pause. The amount of reactions I've gotten have been very interesting, very telling of how truly disordered we are. We're too ordered to the world. We're too ordered to our comforts. We're too ordered to the pleasures of life. And very short here, we have Baalutha. And a few weeks after that, we're going to have Lent. And we're going to have to really think as an entire church to pray about how disordered am I? And how much is God trying to order my life? Is there some sacrifice involved with it? Sure. It's part of it. But that's what God needs to do. He needs to take the disordered mass from the beginning and order it. Then he brings light. The light's very beautiful, right? Throughout the scriptures, throughout the saints, they talk about the light of God. God is the light that brings, that brings, that dispels the darkness, that dispels the sin, right? So what do we have in our lives? Is we have this darkness, we have this sin, and when light comes, light is the means by which we see everything else. So if Christ is our light, the incarnate God, everything we do should be viewed that way. We wake up in the morning. We have a cup of coffee. Why? Because of Jesus. We have families. We stay in our marriages. We do hard things in life. We come to Mass on a freezing cold January day. Why? Because the light of God. Because everything we do is illumined by God. Think, for example, of students. Raise your hand if you're a student. Kids participate a lot more than adults. See that? See the hands? See the hands? Yeah. All right. I'm a student too. I have school this semester. What we do in school is important. Being friends with people who are not friendly. Being, being forgiving to those who have hurt you. Being respectful to your teachers and to your classmates and to your parents and to your siblings. Being honest in your schoolwork and not cheating on your schoolwork. These are righteous, natural things to do, but because of the light of Jesus, even more so. I'm a Christian, a follower of Jesus. My actions should reflect that. What I do in my life should reflect that. As we pray with the ending of the year, in the new year, it's tax season. Right? How many of our Chaldeans own businesses? Good amount. How many of them are honest about taxes? Not so much a good amount. Okay? Much lower. Right? Well, we're Christians. We're followers of Jesus. One day we'll be answerable to God. Were you honest in every single aspect of your life? 
Not with the government, Father. Come on. It's like, yeah. Yes. Everything. With your sexuality, with your life, with your personal life, with the government. All these things. How the light of Christ affects our life should affect everything, everything around us and everything we do. There's hate and there's vengeance and there's darkness. And the devil loves to work in the darkness. He loves to take the darkness and keep it in the darkness. Because if there's no light on it, then it can't be healed by Jesus. Keep it down. Keep it in the dark. Keep it secret. That's the devil lying to you. But what does God want to do? He wants to descend upon the earth, like in the beginning, like at the incarnation of Jesus, order the worlds, and be the light of the world. We hear in Hebrews today, it says, Therefore, holy brethren, we share, who share in a heavenly call, consider Jesus Christ, the apostle and high priest of our confession. We have an inheritance. And what is very beautiful, too, if you think about the, the, the gospel as it continues, it says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and gave the means by which all of us to become sons of God. So if we get to share in the inheritance of Jesus Christ, that what it's all about, all comes down to, is the love of the Father. We gain all of this, and then we have to act like that by ordering our lives. Act like that by looking at what in our lives needs to be illumined by Jesus Christ. What in our lives do we want to keep, keep in darkness? Now, it's a journey. It's a struggle. That when we receive the Eucharist, though, food for the journey, that we are receiving, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The actual word in Hebrew is the Word became flesh and tabernacled. Can't verbalize that in English. Tabernacled among us. That is a tabernacle. Where we keep Eucharist is the tabernacle. That the Word became flesh. That the God of the universe, the God of all of creation, became flesh and made His dwelling with us in the tabernacle. And here we are, so many years later, the same incarnate God is still present to us. So we're struggling. Yeah, I'm, I'm disordered. I want to order my life. Sure, I want the light of the love of God to illumine my life. It's a struggle. It's a journey. We're all struggling. When we receive the Eucharist, today especially, ask God, enter into my life physically and help my disorder. Enter into my life physically and be the lights. Be the means by which I see everything else by the love of God.